Boom. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another Ramblin' Radio podcast. God, it's good to be back. I love these freaking things. Before we get into the episode with Ryan Cow, by the way, guys, this episode is straight heat. I really do love this episode because uh, Ryan opens up and gets really vulnerable and really kind of unlifts or unveils uh, what's going on behind the scenes mentally and just kind of where he's at creatively. And we just talk about topics that need to be talked about uh, that YouTubers deal with, entrepreneurs deal with, creators in general, whether you're a filmmaker or photographer. Everybody deals with deals with this stuff, especially if you're on social media. So just really great top, topics to talk about. And, and I'm so glad that he was uh, he felt comfortable enough to really open up. So I'm super stoked about this podcast episode. Before we get into it, I got to share some five-star reviews because you guys killed it. Um, huge shout out to CJ Mira, the the Mira image. <laughs> God, these these nicknames or usernames just never they never not amaze me. You know what I mean? Okay, the the title is the No BS Podcast new creator it gets cut off i don't know what it said for the subject but he said this is it the no frills no bs podcast new creators or any creator needs and should be listening to zach brings things down to a level that everyone can see and do other big name creators make make it seem like this is some mythical level you'd you'd only dream of but not here i've taken his filmmaking course last year and even have actual conversations with zach he's a genuine dude keep it up homie and hopefully get to meet you one day wow um my dude thank you so much for that five-star review holy crap um unbelievable i love how he said that um we break it down for people at a really easy level um i'm so stoked about that because that's something that i work really really hard at not because I think people are dumb, um, but I know how I like to learn and I like to learn when someone explains it to me as if I was five years old. I mean, if we're being serious, that's how I like it. And so that's kind of how I, I like to teach it too, to really just make it simple because it is simple. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people make this way too complicated, um, especially with filmmaking and video creation. It's really not complicated. So I appreciate that so much. And he's a filmmaking course member. So huge, huge shout out. Um, we've got another one. We've got uh, Desabro. Uh, My God, Desabro. It could be a girl. I don't know. Um, just great, great usernames. Uh, they said, I've never really listened to any podcast before, but Zach has really gotten me into it. I haven't been following Zach for too long, only since he started posting the Instagram creator videos, but I'm definitely here long term. Keep doing what you're doing, Zach. You're definitely inspiring young creators to follow their passion and showing them the right way in the process. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we have another five-star review by Oh Snap, It's Stiff. Um, I don't even want to know what that's what that's all about. Oh Snap, It's It's Oh Snap, It's Tiff. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I was thinking of something so dirty. I am so sorry. Tiff, if that's you, if if that's Tiff Tyler, um, Shout out to Tiff Tyler. <laughs> oh, snap, it's Tiff. I thought it said, oh, snap, it's Tiff. 
<laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry um if it's tiff tyler tiff i love you um she said if it's tiff i'm, I'm thinking it's tiff she said zach is a selfless creator i first found him through endless google searches on photography and film and now i'm a longtime email subscriber and podcast fan too this podcast is a dream for creatives and inspiration abounds everywhere from these frequent collective of artists get yourself out of any creative rep by just doing a simple listen on your commute today okay wow thank you so much i don't know if that's tiff tyler maybe it is um but thank you tiff if it's tiff or if it's stiff <laughs> who knows um guys thank you so much for your five-star reviews now we have huge news epic epic news i've been talking about it on my instagram sharing little bits and pieces but the the five-day instagram challenge the last one of the year is officially open for registration it's 100 percent free we have a sponsor um, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but you can go to the registration page where you actually sign up. You just need to put in your name and your email, and we are going to spend five days together mastering the art of storytelling. This is the last Instagram challenge of 2019, and we're giving $1,000 to another creator. Guys, this is like the best thing I do, like, like I call this my job, right? This is crazy. I'm talking to you guys. You guys are listening, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is my job. This is great. I love the podcast, but being able to teach a bunch of people on the passion that I love and just give a thousand dollars, literally insert it into your bank account is so much freaking fun. Um, Take my money. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's really more than that. The cash prize literally doesn't mean anything. It's just kind of the icing on the cake. It's really what we learn in the Instagram challenge that is the actual value from this thing. It's really not the $1,000 because the $1,000 is just $1,000. But what you can do with knowledge and value is that is lifelong money. life Or not money, but lifelong value. A um, lot of good stuff. So we're talking about mastering the art of storytelling. What does that ex exactly mean? I really made my career happen because... I was able to master the art of storytelling. I was able to tell a really, really good story. I was able to draw in people and make them stay, make them watch, make them engage, and then eventually turn them into clients. That's really, that's literally how I got hired was because I was able to master the art of storytelling. I was able to tell just a really, really good story. And so we're going to spend the five days together. We're going to go over lighting, sound design, um, music, and the importance of it and how it, it changes the storyline just with music alone. We're going to go over how this actually turns viewers into clients. Um, that's how I got clients, my very first clients in the first place. Um, just so many different things on story 
and the importance of it and not just how to get good shots. How to get good shots is important. I've talked about this in the past, but I've seen countless and countless of videos and projects that have the most amazing shots, way better than mine, way better than a lot of people, but because they didn't know how to string together and edit the story in a way that kept my engagement, I didn't care. It was terrible. I didn't want to watch it anymore. It was not good. Even though the shots were good, the story, I was so lost um, that I didn't know what the hell was going on. And if you guys can master storytelling, I promise you right now from my experience, the quality of the shot is not going to matter as much. The quality of the color grading is not going to matter as much. It's very important to get me wrong. And those are things that we're going to be going over, but it's not as important if you can tell a really good story you can have trashy visuals and i'm going to show you exactly what i mean by that it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to spend five days together and then i'm going to pick one person that participates all five days I'm going to give them a thousand dollars and that could be you. So sign up. The link is in the show notes, or you can, do, you can just go to zackkravitz.com slash ZK storytelling, zackkravitz.com slash ZK storytelling, all one word or one um, line. Don't know spaces, no anything unique, anything like that. Sign up. We get started October 14th. So whenever you're listening to this, we get started October 14th. And uh, I'm so pumped to, to spend this five days together and really share with you um, what I have done to get some big time clients and, and, and grow an audience and, and, and do all of these things through storytelling, because that's literally how I did it wasn't like crazy shots or transitions. It's literally, can you tell a story? Okay, well, a brand's going to hire you if you can do that. Hopefully that makes sense. So super pumped for you guys. Please sign up for that. You will not be sorry. And this is the last one of the year. We're not doing this until maybe 2020. I don't I don't even know. Um, but the last five-day challenge was such a success. There were so many freaking transformations from just the challenge alone that we had to do this again. So I'm so effing, mother effing, effing this, effing, just mother effing. I am just so freaking pumped. So I hope to see you guys in there. Sign up for that, zachkravitz.com slash storytelling. That is all I needed to say. Let's get into this mother freaking episode with Ryan Cow. Peace. episode with Logan, but he didn't, my voice was playing through his speakers on his computer. You told me briefly over the phone. Yeah. And it was, uh, you told me how it was kind of a nightmare to, to deal with. Dude. Um, if, I mean, if Logan's listening to this right now, um, maybe I'll shoot him a text, but I was like, Oh no. (laughs) And so editing that thing was like, that was that was something else. I can only imagine, dude. Yeah, I've, I've had a, I've had my fair share of experiences with dealing with horrible audio and trying to repair it, and uh, it's not fun by any means. So I feel yeah. Like well, cool, dude. I, I appreciate you coming on here and, and chit chatting uh, with the squad. Um, it's been a while since you and I collabed on a project. It's been a while since you and I have talked. 
period in a while. You've been a busy dude doing your own thing. First of all, you just got back from that Sony event. I did. Yeah. How was that? What, 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 where were you guys again? So we were at Flathead Lake Lodge in Montana. Sony put on this event that was hosted by I Justine and her sister, Jenna. Um, and it was called camera camp. And basically it was this sort of private invite event, uh, for a bunch of influencers, YouTubers, you know, photographers, filmmakers to come out. And, um, it's kind of in the past, Sony has done events like this, but it's been very gear centric. Um, but this one was much more just like a a YouTuber summer camp. Um, so it was, it was super cool, man. It was really fun. There was a lot of activities every day. We were waking up at like six 30 breakfast was super early and, uh, activities were going the entire day. Um, canoeing, you know, boat cruises, horseback riding, mountain biking. There was like this outdoor in the woods, laser tag. There was just a ton of stuff. And they also had workshops and some classes, uh, for some like YouTube and filmmaking related stuff. And so, uh, it was a ton of fun. So how long was it? Let's see. I flew out there early Thursday morning and got back uh, th- Monday night. So it was a, like a four day event. Four day event. Yep. And is that something? Is that something they do every year? They have like a bunch of those every year, right? Yeah. So I mean, in the past, they've had um, a couple of trips that they've done. They've had these the Sony uh, condo events, which are pretty. F- photography based for the most part so a lot more like photography youtubers um and like i said those ones are pretty gear centric usually it's like when new lenses and new cameras are getting announced um and there's a lot of like you know photography related activities um and then they just recently did one uh the catalina event for the announcement of the sony the a6400 the the crop sensor with the flip up screen yeah that was at like the beginning of this year um but this one in particular camera camp this is the the first uh first year that they have hosted this event um and it was um an idea that was sort of uh, brainstormed and thought up by I Justine and her sister Jenna. I think the general uh, consensus with how it went from everybody was that it was it was super fucking cool, and uh, yeah, they're definitely planning sure. on, on doing it in the coming years. It was a I think a very successful event for everybody. Yeah, was it was it all influencers or could <laughs> I like calling them Gen Pop? Could Gen <laughs> Pop come and like tag along or pay for the event or something like that. It was so the 4-day event, the whole the the all-inclusive trip was yeah, all invite invite only and it was mostly YouTubers. There was a handful of like uh like filmmakers that aren't necessarily super based on YouTube, but for the most part it's yeah, it's all recognizable names that you know if you search up you'll find some content on photographers, filmmakers actually on the last day on sunday there was i don't know if it was like a giveaway or if it was some sort of a raffle but they actually put it out that people could apply to come on the last day on sunday um that aren't you know like did people who didn't get invited you could just apply and there was like 50 or 60 of just you know random content creators that got the chance to come out on sunday the last day and there was a bunch of workshops and activities and stuff and they got to hang out with all of the people who were there for the full four-day thing so it was really cool i actually got to meet like four or five of my subscribers and stuff they we were oh, we were out at the camp and yeah, I had a bunch of people come up to me and talk to me and uh, that was that was a ton of fun. But yeah, for the most part, 
the the all inclusive four day thing was uh, yeah there was um, like a batch of I want to say seventy to eighty ish people that were invited for that yeah wow that's always fun meeting your own subscribers isn't it it's oh, like absolutely man so the comment section just does not do it justice you don't you don't appreciate the comment section even though people say they do you, you appreciate the comments and the activity and it's like oh you really like this video and whatnot but mm-hmm. when it comes to actual that face-to-face contact you're like whoa these yeah. are real people <laughs> oh it's, it's totally different it really really makes you appreciate um, the numbers like so, so much more. I, it was interesting because throughout the duration of the camp, there was a handful of like, like fireside chats where, you know, people would all group together and talk about stuff. They were actually like scheduled activities and certain people would kind of host them. But there was one where people talked about, uh, um, burnout in particular, which is, I think a pretty, Mm. pretty widely, uh, emerging topic on YouTube at this point. Um, and somebody brought up numbers and, you know, subscribers and stuff like that. And another person kind of responded to that and said, it's, it's a weird thing, but we all really need to get away from considering those numbers as just subscribers and start really understanding that those are people like individual people, like, you know, having 20,000 subscribers, you know, sounds like one thing, but then having 20,000 people who watch your videos regularly, like that kind of hits different you know what i mean right um, yeah and so yeah getting to see people face to face have conversations and um hear sort of you know the impact you know your videos have made in people's lives is like there's no there's nothing more fulfilling <laughs> yeah it's a it's a big deal man i don't know was it when you and i met up in la was that your first meetup i think that was my first meetup yeah that was basically the first um, like scheduled, yeah, scheduled meetup. I think in the past I've like met up with a handful of other like content creators and stuff, but I wouldn't consider that a meetup. Um, those are, you know, kind of like right. private, just you like know, little get, things, get togethers. Yeah. But in terms of like a public thing where we posted on social, yeah, that was the first time it was definitely fun. Yeah. Have you, have you ran into a subscriber just in random places that you wouldn't expect ever yeah it's happened a couple of times i I don't know if i can really recall the time or the situation specifically actually i take that back (laughs) there was one time this was when i was just getting started with youtube back when i was working at that uh that camera store in portland pro photo supply um i was like when i had like my first like thousand or two thousand subscribers um i had it was actually it happened like two or three times that people would come into the store looking for me because they knew i worked there and they were yeah. like, hey, dude, I, uh, I, I, am, I watch your videos. This is super cool. And so I got to have a little conversations there. Those are the ones I remember specifically. But yeah, it's, it's happened a couple times. I'll bump into somebody at like a popular shooting or just a destination in general. And they'll be like, wait, are you, are you Ryan Cow? And it's like, yeah. Right. It's cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I ran into a subscriber. It doesn't happen to me often, but occasionally it does. Um, I ran into a subscriber at the airport and I was with my dad. Mm-hmm. And like the, you know, the kind of the exchange went down like, Hey, like, I think I watch your YouTube videos. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> probably, um, blah, blah, blah. And my dad like turns to me, he's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Oh <laughs> my. Kind of funny. <laughs> uh, my dad gives me shit all the time. Cause he like, he just does not understand 
the social he, he's understanding it now mm-hmm. uh but before like the whole youtube thing and people actually watching you and and being a supporter and and liking what you create right um he just didn't understand that so he's like what the hell is going on right now yeah man there i mean there's there are plenty of people who who don't understand it much um i mean you can tell them as as much as you you think to get them to understand it but and and at the end of the day most people are still just like all right well thumbs up you do you (laughs) yeah i know it's still a weird concept unless you live in los angeles or new york or right yeah even even in chicago vlogging was like if you're vlogging that is you don't see it very often at all Mm -hmm. not at all really yeah i i think one of the biggest things like people know it exists but there's just so many people who just don't understand how it makes money they're like oh yeah you're like you do youtube but like do you do you make money with it? Like, do you get paid? And so, and that's a whole other topic on its own. Yeah, I know that's another podcast episode. Yeah, I think we did a drunk Q and A actually talking about some of that stuff. We yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that? at the Airbnb, man, we got pretty blitzed. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. Um, yeah, anybody listening, the for the folks listening at home right now, Ryan and I did a, a collab in Los Angeles before I moved here. You were, <laughs> you were sleeping the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Go watch that uh, that vlog if you want to see. Go me. watch the vlog series yeah. of Ryan and I. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. That was a good time. But anyways, sure. it was a good time. I, I'm still gonna give you shit for it. Even oh, though. always, man. It's, I'll never yeah, live that down. Years, years in the future, I'll be talking about that. Mm-hmm. But I won't. I won't give you a bunch of shit on this episode. Anyways, back to the Sony event. Was yes. there any talk about the A7S III? Did anybody speak Ooh. of this <laughs> mythical thing? You know, anybody? So it was it was a, a common, commonly discussed and sort of like hush hushed topic between a lot of people. You know, a lot of the Sony representatives were there. There was actually the Sony product development team from Tokyo that was there. Um, and, uh, a lot of people were, you know, trying to like jab at some of the Sony reps, like try and get some leaked information. But unfortunately they were all, uh, very, um, diligent and withholding, uh, any information that we really wanted. Um, but I will say though, that the Sony product development team were actually doing, um, a lot of, uh, feedback sessions with, you know, all these, these influencers and these YouTubers about the products and how they've been using them and their workflows and just getting like a a ton of uh, feedback and input from all of us, like direct sort of uh, like group sessions. And um, there was a handful of people that actually got selected to do um, one-on-one feedbacks with the teams, like a much more in-depth uh, questions that are less generalized to just like the majority and more specific to like that individual person who is being kind of one-on-one interviewed. Um, yeah. And I don't, really know how I was picked, but I was one of those people. I think there was like six people out of everybody that got selected to do kind of like a one-on-one feedback. And so, um, it was pretty cool. They asked me a lot about, you know, how I've used the, the cameras in my work over the last handful of years, kind of what got me started into the whole video thing. And they were really just trying to sort of, um, hash out like how people like myself who are both freelancers as well as YouTubers, how those cameras are being used and what's what's working what's not working in like kind of the that cross world of like youtube and freelance like professional work because i think there's there's some kind of discrepancies there in terms of like what what's 
functional at, you know, in a professional aspect and what's functional in a YouTube aspect. You know, obviously I think like every YouTuber who's ever owned a camera and vlogged has like begged for a flip out screen. But like me personally, like I really could care less. Like if, as long as I have a wide enough lens on, like I'm, I'm fine. Like the, I don't get me wrong. The flip out screen is great, but like for my professional work, don't need it. Um, and I actually just see, is it, as see it as potentially being like a little bit of a, a weak point. Um, you know, that, that hinge wearing, I mean, Canons have never really had an issue with it, but I've just, I, I can always see something maybe going wrong there. So like professional wise, I'm like, I don't need the flip out screen. My YouTuber side of me is like, eh, it'd be nice, but I still really don't care that much. Um, right. but anyways, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, they asked me a ton of questions. They asked me, you know, what kind of stuff I'd like to see, um, being implemented into the cameras and, um, moving forward. Uh, the none none of the conversation really they they didn't unfortunately give me any any uh like response with like how they're planning on implementing any of these these uh these feedback sessions into cameras moving forward it was just kind of like a, a blind um q a if you will um so anyways long-winded answer but to, to summarize no there there wasn't any any a7s there's three no hints info leaks unfortunately but um i do hope that some of the the feedback that they received from myself as well as all the other people um is somehow implemented into the cameras moving forward because i think there's a lot of really great topics that were discussed in those sessions it's crazy because they were the top dog it looked like nobody has anything on sony and now Panasonic has really stepped up and provided mm -hmm. a camera that I, I think people didn't really think could exist just yet with having the shooting 6K and having the photo capabilities. Obviously, the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema camera is doing amazing things, but it can't shoot photos. It's like dedicated towards video, which is yeah. fine. Like if you're a video guy, like that's going to be an amazing camera. But now we have a we have a, a DS or a mirrorless camera that can shoot photo and video at 6K at a pretty a pretty appealing price point. I think it was like I think it's like four grand, right? Something like that. Still less than the One DX. That's One H. Yeah, it's. Interesting camera. Um, I think, yeah, the features it brings to the table are like pretty damn incredible. Um, I personally, though, I'm just like not a big fan of like the form factor of it. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to like see it side by side, but it's like a it's like a chunky it's camera, pretty big, right? Yeah, yeah, it's big. Um, and in terms of like lens support, like that's kind of a whole other story. Um, that's something I'm concerned about. Yeah, I mean, it's like if if a camera system is coming out. Um, that's going to bring all these incredible features to the table and really start to like be that, like that, that dream camera, if you will. Um, I think the, the optics are something that need to be heavily, heavily considered, um, when, when sort of like, you know, potentially, uh, diving into buying one of those systems. And so like, um, I think black magic made a, a reasonably smart move with making the, the six K the update to their, the four K, which was, uh, incredibly well-renowned camera um switching it to an ef mount i think that was a good decision um you know canon obviously just has so many incredible lenses there you know the third party support is unreal um you can buy secondhand canon lenses like no tomorrow and so um but the, yeah the, the the s1h sweet camera but the lenses are, are what concern me the most 
wasn't that like the A7S II when it first came out? The Sony lenses were not, they had a handful of them, but it was really small. They did not have a wide range. It wasn't a huge range, but it was pretty well known that you could um, adapt Canon lenses, at least manually. Uh, you wouldn't, there was no okay. autofocus at that time, but you could adapt Canon lenses, n- no problem. There was no weird, um, like, you know, oh, it, this could be this, or this. It was just like, you know, get a meta bones and you're good. The reason why I, I, I say that is just, I think it's just going to keep pushing Sony to really provide something that's going to blow people's minds. Cause I think the, I don't know who said it, the guy that's ahead of some department that's important towards A7S3 development, he said, like, you know, when we come out with this camera, it's going to like blow your mind. So, I sure hope so, man. I sure There's hope so. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It could be dangerous, but I, I don't know. Anyways, um, so you're you're back on YouTube, which is dope to see. Very excited. It's pretty super, pretty exciting stuff. Super excited to be back, man. Does it does it feel good? I mean, obviously it feels good because you the video you just put out really is doing well. Did that did that surprise you at all? Yeah, it's so I think we can dive into it more, but just with response to that. Yeah, when I was first planning and creating this video and kind of getting the script out in the pre-production phases, um, I was talking with my buddy who was kind of helping me produce this. And I was like, you know what, like this video more than likely there's it's not going to pop off like it's going to get, you know, a few thousand views, kind of like how a lot of my, you know, other videos have in the past, like, you know, a, a certain amount of my subscriber base will see it. They'll probably be like, oh, you know, this is great. Glad to have you back. Um, but there, there was, there's no, I had no thought or consideration that like it would do well whatsoever. Um, and I was like, I was, ex- I totally accepted that. I was like, this video is so important for me to make as a, as a creative to f- like fulfill something like within myself that no matter how many views this gets, no matter what the response is, like it's what I wanted to create and it's what I wanted to put out and share. Um, as a, as a, that video was much more of like a self reminder than anything. Like it's something that I wanted to look back on and be like, like listen to yourself. Like this is, this is, this is, it's just something I wanted to hear. And so the fact that it's now like kind of picking up with the algorithm and seeming like it might get a little bit of that uh, viral attention. Um, I'm, I'm blown away. Like it's, it's such a cool feeling. It's cool. It gives, it gives me hope because YouTube doesn't really like those kinds of videos unless your channel is just known for that stuff. And that's kind of what you built your audience around. Right. Like a Peter McKinnon or a Sam Colder type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so if I was going to post something like that, I would have had the same mindset as you as like, you know, I just want to put this out because this is me and this is something I wanted to get off my chest and I absolutely love it. And, you know, YouTube is just going to be like, like, hey, this is a good video. Like, I'm just going to show this to your subscribers and, you know, <laughs> that's about it. But it's really popping off. And I think that's uh, I think that's going to give hope to a lot of people that want to create something besides a, a camera tutorial you know what i mean yeah it's i put a lot of time into it the the idea had been kicking around in my head for shoot man i mean i want to say since like the beginning of 2019 um kind of right as a lot of changes were getting ready to happen for me with regards to kind of my career path um and kind of how i was feeling a little burnt out near the end of 2018 with youtube um i want it was a topic i've just i've really wanted to share but it was hard for me to figure out a way to kind of 
make it into a um, a relatable enough uh, video without sounding too like pretentious and like I, I know everything and here's and so um, it yeah I, I the idea went in and out of my mind for quite some time before I decided to like commit and just be like okay I, I think I, I want or I, I think I know how I want to tell this and so um, yeah I, I committed to it and started kind of writing out like a brief script and then I actually kind of recruited one of my uh, uh, very good friends his name's Chase McLeese he's a very talented writer and producer um, and had him kind of go over that script with me and helped me kind of rewrite some stuff um, and just m- make it something that's more generally um, relatable and stuff people can connect with, but, you know, also still keeping my, my voice and my side into it. Um, and that phase took about two weeks or so until I got into the, you know, the planning, the visuals and, uh, shooting the video. And, uh, I think we, I think we landed on something pretty good and I'm, I'm overall, I'm, I'm very, very happy with how it came out. And so to see it succeeding now is like, holy shit, (laughs) this is so great. Right. Yeah, it's something that needs to be talked about more. It's still that kind of that lingering thing that's there, um, but just isn't being talked about because it's sto- because perfectionism is stopping them from creating the video in the first place. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? It's kind of like an endless cycle. Yep. Let's. I kind of want to talk about leading up to the video and kind of take it back and and talk about like when you started feeling kind of this pressure, perfectionism, maybe a little insecurity, whatever you want to call it. um, Was there kind of like a point where you started not feeling good? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's, uh, this is something I've been kind of thinking and reflecting on um, pretty heavily over the last few months, but especially after putting out this video, um, and creating this, you know, this reminder to myself that I wanted to create, it's caused me to, to even go further and beyond and really start to like dive deep and figure out, you know, where this, um, this, this toxic mindset kind of started from. And it's kind of interesting. I think it's kind of long winded, but I want to say, back at like maybe the beginning of 2018 where my youtube channel was doing um about the best it ever had in terms of like consistent views and growth um that was like a kind of a little bit of like a tipping point for me of like okay so this youtube thing went from being like very fun and you know succeeding to to some degree kind of on a small scale to like oh like i'm having some videos pop off and get up into the you know the hundred thousands you know i'm I'm gaining a few hundred subscribers a day i was like wow okay so this is this is this is this could be real if i really put in the time and the work for it and along that time too is where um my youtube channel as well as you know some some of the network i was building was also starting to build a pretty solid freelance career um and so i what i kind of think i i've realized is that that put me into sort of this this state of feeling as though like oh okay like I'm kind of like a professional now. Like I never considered myself a professional and I think it's it's difficult for a lot of people to to really come to the conclusion that like oh I am a professional in my craft now. I mean, I think some people do it way too early and I think some people do it way too late and sort of undervalue themselves. But I think I started to like subconsciously get this this like oh okay, like 
I'm being recognized as a professional now. So everything I put out to the internet, to the world, you know, my work has to be professional. Like I have to be the guy who knows his shit. Like I have to be the guy who's continually improving the quality every single video. Um, and not that that's like necessarily like a bad mindset, but I do think this is where my whole internal perfectionism thing started to like take its toll. Um, I kept psyching myself out on ideas when I would, you know, just kind of be brainstorming around and come up with, you know, YouTube ideas or ideas to work with clients. Um, and you know, I would get into this, this endless, uh, this is actually one of the lines from my film, um, an endless cycle of judgment and abandonment. You know, I'd, I'd have an idea and then I'd start judging it and being like, oh, yeah, now this isn't good. And I'd scrap it and it's gone. Um, and who knows, like one of those ideas could have been the next viral thing to pop off, but you know, you, you become so overly critical of, of every detail about how the video is going to relate to your audience. And if it seems too complex in your head and you're like, ah, this is going to be too hard to create. I'm probably not going to be able to make it look exactly how I see in my head. Video's gone. That's it. Um, and so you know, as 2018 kind of moved forward, um, if you go back and look at my channel history and kind of like my upload consistency, it's just slowly started to de- decline. I would have, uh, you know, a, a video uploaded and, and I plan to upload a video in the next week, but then there ends up being a month gap. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit further, there's a two month gap. And then eventually, um, leading to the end of 2018, I actually put out a video talking about, um, kind of the struggles and the battles I was having with my mental health, with anxiety and depression. And I think this is a little, that's a little bit, um, its own story, but, um, I was, I was getting to a point where I was like kind of breaking down with like my creative, like drive and passion with YouTube. And I was like, I think I was really approaching like that burnout point of like where I might potentially lose like all interest in doing this. Um, and so kind of wrapped up 2018, um, with just taking a break, stepping away from it for, for a little bit. And then, uh, early 2019, um, I tried to kind of get it back up and going. Um, I actually did that, that video on the, the Osmo pocket, the tiny little pocket camera, yep, that yep, review. I remember that. And that video did extremely well. That review was super well received. And that was like, a tiny bit of like fuel added to the fire. Um, a little dopamine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dopamine I mean, it, it felt, it felt it great. I was like, damn, this is cool. Um, but the, the perfectionists and like that professional mindset once again, just like overtook me and I, I couldn't consistently post. Um, and that's where that, uh, the six month break began essentially was basically right at the end of February. I, uh, I disappeared from YouTube. I stayed uh, kind of on and off active on Instagram. So people were kind of reaching out to me, wondering where things were, you know, why I'm not posting videos. What I was going to ask you was, did comparison play any kind of role in this little bit of a mind spiral of questioning things? Because it does for everybody. I mean, if, if, if you say no, you're a liar, I, I, I guess, I guess my point is everybody deals with it, but how much to a degree do you think it, it had a impact on you? Um, I don't think it was a, a huge impact, but I do absolutely think it had a role to kind of just, um, creating that, that the spiral, um, 
out of out of control and into the break if you will um yeah i mean i i do think kind of going along the same lines of you know the the ways i was feeling about sort of you know needing to be this professional on this platform and constantly be posting like my best work and um talking about the best subjects and putting as much thought and knowledge into them um seeing a lot of people who are in a similar space to me um, uh, doing, you know, posting similar video topics, um, kind of succeed around me ultimately, um, made that, that mindset even more difficult to sort of deal with and process. And it's not even necessarily that they were like putting out, I don't want to say like better content, but like more higher quality content than me. It was almost tough for me to, to, to deal with because people were just doing it more than me more consistently like people were able to to not deal with that that internal battle and just keep cranking out videos and i would kind of like fight with myself and be like dude like why the hell can't i just like post like why can't i just like just say yes to this video topic you know produce it which you know most of my youtube videos take I say most, but yeah, take me no more than two to three days to, to, to get together, shoot, edit, and then, you know, crank them out. Like it's, it's not like it's hard. Like I think a lot of these, the YouTube videos that I do, especially like the sit down office ones, like, you know, like they're, they're pretty simple for me to produce start to finish. And so like, I would get so frustrated in my head seeing all these other people just like, just banging out videos left and right, like posting multiple times a week. And I'm just like, damn it, dude. Like why? Why can't I just like just commit and do it? Um, right. Yeah, so it was it was kind of it was pretty toxic. There's so many people that literally have those same feelings that you just said. Like I'm one of them. I used to be like, why the hell can I not post like my vlog mul- multiple times a week or this or that? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like you are your own person, and like you cannot even you just can't compare because there there's so many variables to that comparison they just might not have the concerns or the things going in their life that you have there's just so many different things that cause you to maybe not post as much as you Mm -hmm. would like to um and yeah that that spiral that trap is is kind of it can get to a, a scary place and it's hard to break out sometimes yeah this this whole um this whole industry this like this sport if you will is like a a pretty lonely game in a lot of ways like i mean more often than not as youtubers like we're writing all our ideas like we're planning ideas so we're on youtube watching video videos for inspiration you know we're usually the ones shooting them we're editing them i mean like we're it's a very like solo hustle and when you are the only one that's involved in so many of those processes it can get so easy to just second guess yourself and be like oh man, like, you, you know, this, there's, this, this edit isn't turning out good. You know, I, I feel like I, I could have shot this so much better. Like when you don't have somebody to like kind of fall back on and like use as like a, a teammate. Um, yeah, it can get so easy to just get into like a toxic and negative mindset about your situation and the things you have going on. And yeah, you're right. Like everybody's, everybody's situations are so incredibly different, you know, not only just with like regards to the work, but like external life influences, like people's social lives, um, relationships, family, like all of it affects that, that mindset and your ability to, to create an output. And then you, and then you have an audience that thinks they know everything about you and then makes 
makes comments about your life. Yeah, just X and X, and it, yeah, it just it affects you it, as much and it as just like adds to it. Yeah, people uh, people sometimes don't realize. Like I would say, at least eighty percent of us YouTubers, like we read the comments. Like we we go through the comments on almost every single video, so we see what you guys say. Um, and you know, a, a comment that somebody might post that they think is like totally irrelevant. They're like, ah, this guy won't even see it. That's like kind of like a negative comment or like a call out to something you did in the video. Um, sometimes those, those, like those things hit hard, like harder than you even think. Like you read it and you're like, ah, whatever, you know, this guy's talking shit about my video or something, but like it, it like it can fester in your mind sometimes and like really cause you to be like fuck man like it sucks that people are like saying shit about like yeah right it's, right it's tough it's tough it is tough it's tough man i mean it's when you it's when you state to yourself maybe not verbally out loud but inside your head like this is my identity i am a professional video guy i am a professional youtuber if that's even a thing um, then you start comparing yourself to those people and it becomes this rat race. If you're not, you know, going up, you're, you know, at some certain level and you see other people maybe getting more views and stuff like that, it gets very, very difficult to, um, cope with that. If that's kind of the things that you're focusing on. And I feel like so many YouTubers are going through this, even though they're saying, they say they're not. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's getting more talked about, I feel on, on social media, but yeah, not to the point. Yeah. Slowly, but surely, but not nearly to the extent that, uh, like what is actually happening in the space. Yeah. Um, and I know that was happening to me cause I was like, oh, I built up my following through YouTube. That must mean I am a YouTuber. And so that was my identity. And so when I saw people getting more views or, or getting more subscriber, I was like, well, why am I not? And then there's the down, down roll spiral. Even though YouTube is not something that I personally wanted to do, I thought I did because my identity i felt like okay i built this platform on youtube so i have to stay on youtube and if i stop i'm going to be unsuccessful and i'm going to be a failure yep and that was the only thing that kept me going was oh if i stop i'm going to be a failure instead of that passion there was no more passion left yeah exactly i i and i think at certain points in times i was yeah i was in a very very similar mindset it was like um, kind of, and it was, it was funny because I actually just recently watched that video of yours again, where you talked about that, that mindset you were in on how like being a YouTuber was like ingrained in your identity as a, as an artist. And so, yeah, I, I, I ran through that phase for a little while too. And I don't, I don't know if I necessarily ever conclusively came out of it. I think to a certain degree, I still kind of feel like I am, but it's certainly less, um, like, uh, important to me. I, th- I think I still have a, a need and a, 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 a subconscious need and desire to like succeed on the platform. But like, I think I'd be far less hurt now than like a year ago if I just like completely fell flat with it. Sure. Yeah. Cause you've, you've dealt with a lot. You've, you've kind of built those calluses, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I really like, even, even if let's say YouTube was kind of my main platform, it's really helped me to just detach myself emotionally from it and just think of it as a tool that helps, that helps me so much. Uh, because then it's, you know, if I get a bad comment or like, if I get, 
you know, the dis the like to dislike ratio is really bad. Like, you know, it's okay. It's just a tool. It yeah, did its purpose. It's just, and it's a it's a, a platform for you to just share your videos. Like it's r really honestly, like it's not a ton more than that. Like yeah, you do get to build up communities and have subscriber bases and stuff. But like when you really like kind of pull back the curtains, like it's literally just a place for you to share something you created. That's it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, you know, kind of speaking of, of all these struggles and stuff that we go through, um, the Sony camera camp was actually, um, an event that was both, you know, incredibly exciting and inspiring for me, but it also opened my mind up in a lot of ways because, um, you know, there was a, a, a ton of YouTubers there, many of which I have been watching on the platform for quite a few years and getting to, to meet them and, you know, put a, a face to a name and, and have conversations with these people was like very surreal, but also um, more so than that, getting to hear that, you know, all these people who in a lot of ways in my mind, I consider kind of like some of the, the greats are dealing with extremely similar if not the exact same issues that i deal with with my own content was just like like holy shit like these are re like people too and we we look up and we idolize so many of these people um on this platform and we're like these guys have it so good you know they're posting videos weekly you know multiple times a week they're racking in the views subscribers they're getting brand deals like man their life must be so fucking easy but like i i, I spoke with so many people and so many of them are like, dude, yeah, like it's hard. Like it is, it is hard to continually get yourself to like, just crank out the videos, you know, to be happy with what you're creating. Um, basically every, everything that we've talked about so far and what the struggles that I've encountered, like all these people, even with like three, four, five hundred, six hundred thousand plus all these giant YouTubers are dealing with the same shit. And so what it really made me realize is like, no matter how big or small of a creator you are, like you're not alone in like the struggles that you're encountering with just moving forward and developing and growing and building that audience. Like we all deal with it, we all face it. And once I sort of like accepted that in my head over this weekend, like, man, I can't tell you how excited and how like fueled I was to just like, just get out and start fucking creating again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's probably a huge pressure uplifted off your shoulders yeah for sure. exactly yeah yeah it's crazy i think you know it's basically the same thing as like success like you know as soon as you start making like a certain amount of money you know you still have problems you know what i mean they're different problems but you still have issues and same thing with youtube like yeah okay if you have a million subscribers you're having you, you got a lot more opportunities but there's a lot of problems that come with those opportunities and at the end of the day as soon as you upload that video or you you know you you shut down your computer you're stuck with yourself you know <laughs> there's that's it yeah. you're still stuck with yourself and so if you don't like what you're doing you don't like yourself then you know then you're you're shit out of luck no matter how much money or subscribers you have yeah it's it's a it's a process i think we all have to inevitably face i think we we will all encounter i think there's very few people on the platform who who get started and don't run into that issue of of being um being unhappy about their work i think we all will we will all will deal with it if you haven't yet trust me there'll there'll come a point where you're gonna be like dude i'm like what 
this video isn't even fun anymore. Like the, I, I'm not even having fun creating these these reviews and these these uh, these tutorials anymore. Um, this, at the camera camp too, like man, shit, that was like such a hugely discussed topic among so many of us. Was like fuck like dude i'm so over like creating the the reviews and in the the tutorials like man i just want to create stuff that makes me happy and so hearing that from from so many people again was just like so eye-opening and i'm like wow like we really are all in the same boat and we really all just do need to find like what truly inspires us and just create that and i think at the end of the day like yeah you're probably going to end up fighting the algorithm for a while you're probably not going to get the same views you're not going to get the same comments and engagement because like kind of at the end of the day like youtube is a search platform like it's i can't remember somebody said like it's it's like one of the it's becoming one of the top ranked search platforms like it's close alongside of Google. Right. And so like people, yeah, like people are just searching all the time. And so like, if your video is not searchable, if there's not keywords, if it's not like a relevant trending topic, like, yeah, you're gonna battle getting those views and it kind of sucks. But like, what's more important, like being happy with yourself and being excited to put out videos or just like creating, you know, the fucking content to make, make the check. You know what I mean? Were you passionate about the tutorials that you were creating or were they really just for SEO and trying to get your channel up there higher? I just recently asked myself that question, like back when, like you again, like I said, twenty eight, the beginning of twenty eighteen, when YouTube was like doing pretty well for me. Um, like, what was I really enjoying creating those like tutorials or those reviews or whatever? And I would, I think, I've pretty comfortably come to the conclusion that I wasn't. That I was just, I was okay with doing it and I was okay with doing it because I knew it was going to get views. Right. And so like, it was like this weird, like trade-off of like, eh, I'm not super ambitious or excited to like create this video this week, but like, I know it's going to get, you know, X amount of views. So like, I'm just going to fucking do it. And I think that mindset can really only last you so long. I think some people can do it longer than others. I think there's some people who are just like absolutely destroying the game with tutorials right now and their channels are blowing up and like they're just sticking with it and like mad props to them. It's it's amazing to see some of that success. But like I think some of us um, can't hold it quite as long and it just starts to break you down as as a creative on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that is some powerful stuff, dude. Um, would you, would you have done it differently knowing that now, would you have created the videos that you loved, even if maybe you wouldn't be at the subscriber count that you're oh, at hundred right percent, man. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, when, when in creating this, the, the film that I just put out of the last week about perfectionism, um, in, in writing that script, like I took a ton of time to reflect on like all of my past experiences over the last four years with, you know, this, this, this journey of uh, content creation, photography, filmmaking. And I was 100% my happiest and most ambitious and like ready to create when I, at the, the, like the first year of my YouTube channel, when I first started posting, um, vlogs, like that was like 80% of what I created. There was a handful of like Q and A's and a handful of like one off tutorials, but like it was all just these, these vlogs. And it was like right around the time that the, the cinematic style vlogs were kind of becoming a thing. Um, I was, I don't want to say I was like on the forefront of that, but, um, you know, you'd see people, you know, creating these like daily vlogs, but it, instead of it just being a daily, like chronological recap of your day, there was like this interesting, like B-roll cinematic aspect that was added to it that made it, you know, so popular. And, uh, I, I started creating those and I, I didn't, 
start with the intention of like wanting views or wanting subscribers i was just like inspired and i was like dude like like fuck it'd be so cool to like go out and create those and shoot a bunch of b-roll and being able to like look back on these memories and like have this like cool cinematic character to them and so like i just cranked those out like i was like i i think in a, a year I, I i did like i want to say like 40 or 50 or something vlogs which doesn't sound like a ton but like um it, it, it was a, a, a lot of my like experiences throughout those years were like captured on video. And so like, I can now go back and like watch, you know, like what the fuck was I doing? And like at the end of 2015 and 2016, like what, what was happening there? And I like, there's so much that's documented for me and right. yeah, like it, not, not at the time it was just, it was never about the views. It was just because it was so fun and I was so inspired. And so, yeah, you know, moving forward into my, my more recent years of YouTube, like, I think I ultimately would have been or would have stayed a lot more positive about the whole platform and this experience that I've started if I just kept moving forward with that mindset and didn't get so concerned about, oh shit, like the vlogs aren't the best thing to do. The tutorials are the good thing to do right now. The review, you know, trying to, to hop on that train was like what was going to get me the views. It's what was going to get me ranked in SEO and get me subscribers. And so I started making that pivot. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I do think if I had the chance to kind of go back and change some of it, I, I don't know if I really would have, I think I still would have done some tutorials, but I don't think I would have dedicated as much time and attention toward it as I, as I, I did. So, yeah, I, th I think you and I are a little similar with that because I, I'm not the tutorial guy, as you know, yeah. but at the same time, I still want to help people and you get questions that have that you know you got to answer with a tutorial once in a while so definitely a handful of those i think uh i think you would have definitely have done but maybe it sounds like a lot of your videos would have would have changed more towards storytelling yeah, yeah yeah definitely that's um that's kind of an interesting thing that you just got onto there about like wanting to, to help people right because like you think like okay so if i want to help people and teach people on the platform you think like oh i need to do these tutorials about editing i need to do this review on this piece of gear so people can know what to buy but i think like help and education on this platform goes so much further beyond that that it's kind of not really even talked about and that's um, something I've been thinking about a lot, like as much as I do want to continue to keep posting my passion projects on YouTube and just doing what excites me and inspires me, like I do still get so much fulfillment and enjoyment out of helping people and sharing information. And so, yeah, like most people's immediate response is like, okay, yeah, so I need to create like editing tutorials. Like I, I need to show people how, you know, I created, you know, this video or whatever, but like as, as people are looking and hunting for information, and they, you know, they search for that tutorial and they, they find your tutorial. It's like, okay, great. I watched it. Unless you're like some incredible character and you're able to like really just draw people in. I think a good example of this is like Peter McKinnon, the likelihood that that view from that person is going to convert to a subscriber. Eh, like not, not a, a, not a great chance. You know, you're Small. certainly going to rack views. And uh, you know, if you happen to have that one viral hit, you'll probably convert, you know, a decent amount of people to subscribers. But like, I think the information that people don't realize they're looking for, but the information that people need nowadays 
is less about like the micro details, like the techniques, the editing, you know, the equipment, and so much more about like the experiences that you go through and just trying to pursue this career, you know, the trials and tribulations um, that we all go through as, you know, becoming freelancers, as becoming our own brands, building brands, like, you know, you're building Wayland and you're sort of sharing some of the the struggles and the things that you're going through and dealing with and building, you know, a, a product, um, a, a backpack. Um, as much as, yeah, I don't think it's quite as searchable. I think it's the information that people will take so much more benefit from. And so my goal and what I think I want to start sort of, sort of pivoting toward is like, yeah, way less like micro education and way more just like truly sharing the experiences and the things that I go through, um, you know, from a technical perspective, you know, the things that I learn about, you know, how to improve my content, um, uh, from a quality perspective, but also the things that I go through mentally. Like, and I think this video that I've created about perfectionism was a very important step for me in sort of pushing that direction. And so it's, it's something I, I don't think I've fully thought through yet, but that's from a, a kind of a, a general perspective. That's that's what I want to try and start doing, if that makes sense. Maybe it's a, it's a little skewed, but you know. Well, do you you want to share any details of future content that you're thinking about, or? So I don't I don't know if I've got that far yet. This is all fairly fairly new um, um, re- revelations here for me, and I think the the camera camp thing this weekend really added on to that because a lot of us, you know, we'd have these conversations with a couple, you know, creators and stuff. And we'd all kind of talk about, okay, yeah. So like, what's your next steps? What's your plan for content? Um, and you could kind of like generally get an idea of what people are going to say before we even talk to them. Most of them are like, yeah, you know, I'm going to keep doing this, keep doing this, this, these are getting views. And so I'll probably keep doing some of those, but I mean, almost everybody was ambitious to start doing something bigger and something that they're more passionate about. And so I think I, I, was kind of in a unique boat relative to a lot of the other creators there when when sharing kind of my ideas because for one I had taken a six month break and so for also I want to say this I'm in, I'm beyond honored that I was even invited to that event considering how sort of MIA <laughs> I was on the platform like dude I didn't post for six months so like the fact that somebody was still interested enough and saw enough value in the things that I was doing that whoever from Sony saw that, like, like, thank you. Like I'm, I'm so, 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 um, happy and and glad that I was invited to be a part of that. Um, but you know, everybody else who was invited, uh, is, you know, doing YouTube consistently or even full time. I think most people there are doing it full time. I was, I think borderline one of the smaller creators there. So again, like I just, I was so shocked that I was invited to this event. Um, but back to what I was saying about how I was kind of in any unique position like I was I'm at a point where I can kind of push my channel in a direction however direction I want or however I want to do it because I've I've taken this break and I've created this video that's kind of set me up for like a fresh slate if you will and so I can go I could easily dive straight back into the tutorials I could easily dive straight back into the reviews but like I said that's not what I want to do and like, you know, all these other YouTubers are like, dude, that's, that's so great. Like, I want to see what, you know, what you're, what you can do, what, what are your thoughts? Um, because like, again, a lot of these people are consistent on YouTube. A lot of them are full time. And so 
as much as they want to maybe get away from the tutorials and the reviews, it's not like they really can without like dramatically losing, you know, views or losing people's attention. Like you, if you're, if you're consistent enough, if you want to make a change with your content, you have to do it pretty slowly. And it, I think if you take those dr dramatic turns, it's easy to lose a lot of people's attention. Um, a lot of people have on YouTube have such short attention spans, like the amount of times people like even me from, for example, where I'm watching YouTube videos, and I'll be listening to it for 30 seconds and I'll listen to something somebody says and it doesn't quite click with me and I'm just like, ah, click, close the video, next. Right. Like, it's so easy to lose people's attention. And so, like, if you just, you know, happen to try and, you know, make a change with your content and do something different, like, even somebody could be, like, a dedicated subscriber and be like, yeah, I like this guy. You know, they watch 30 seconds into, the, into your video and they're like, what the, what the fuck is he talking why, why is he posting a video about that? I'm done. I don't care. And then that's gone. You lost that subscriber. They might not necessarily unsubscribe, but they're going to see your content moving forward and be like, ah, I didn't like what he was doing. So I just don't even care to watch anymore. Um, it's, it's tricky, man. And so, um, I'm, I'm kind of circling back. I'm very excited because I think I'm kind of at a, a fresh point. And the fact that, you know, the video I posted as a, as a comeback, which I was in no way expecting to get any views somehow is like taken off right now. I'm, I, I think I'm at a point where I can kind of make that change and push a new direction. And so, yeah, you have the opening, you have the opening. I mean, imagine if you didn't have that, what, where would you be at mentally? I'm not saying that would maybe stop you from creating your next video or whatever, but how would you feel if you didn't get that kind of reaction initially, would that have hurt you or because you kind of expected it, you would have been like, all right, on to the next thing. You know, because I, I kind of committed to creating this project with the, the mindset and the expectation that it wasn't going to get views. Um, I was already like, th this change is something I've wanted to do for a while. And I've been thinking on for a while. And I was, I think a little less, um, committed to the idea of doing it. I think uh, I was going to have a little bit of like leniency with regards to, you know, what content I would be posting if the video didn't get views. But the fact that it, it has gotten the re this incredible response has just basically solidified to me that like, okay, now is the time to like make the change. So yeah, I think I, I still probably would have made the change, but um, with a little bit less like intention and commitment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Dude, I love it. I'm I'm like I'm super pumped to see how this goes for you because not a lot of people have the balls to do that. And because they feel like, oh, they're just not gonna get the audience if they really create truly what they want to create. But here's the thing, this is what's crazy, and I've been thinking about this um for a while now. It's like, yeah, you can make the tutorials and stuff, but you know, who who are you going to become? You're kind of just going to become another tutorial person. But yep. if you make the stuff that is truly you and you don't give a fuck, you're going to become a David Dobrik or a Liza Koshy or, or you're going to become more of an icon in the space. Right, like a, a case, Casey Neistat kind of A Casey thing. Neistat instead yep. of just a, all right, I like their tutorials. They help. You know, you'll have 500,000 subscribers or whatever. You'll do well, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, way man, powerful. That's, exactly. That's something I've, uh, in, in the last six months, I've been pondering a lot. It's just like, all right, so, you know, let's say I keep sticking with, you know, trying to play nicely with the YouTube algorithm, keep doing the tutorials, keep doing the reviews, keep doing the, you know, the, the little cinematic travel films that'll get clicks. 
where does that lead me? Like what, what position is that going to put me in a year from now? Like, sure. I'll probably break hundred K sure. I'll probably be well on my way to, you know, making YouTube a full-time income. But like at that point, dude, like, unless I somehow just like create this super unique style, like people are just going to be like, ah, oh, this guy's just a, a smaller Peter McKinnon. You know what I mean? And like I, his name is brought up so much now at this point in this community. And it's truly because he has made himself like the, 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 the shining star. And I, I love to see what he's doing. Like, I think he's pushing, you know, very great new directions. And I think he's well on his way to, to breaking out of the, I think he already kind of has, but he's, he's getting further along in the process of breaking out of like just being the filmmaking guy and being his own character being his own person the, the a personality that people don't give a fuck what the content's about they just want to see him they want to see what he's doing they want to see his thoughts see his creative humor um and so once i realized that man once i realized that you know this that that strategy could ultimately lead to me to just becoming a copy i was like i can't i will i will burn out and i will not have fun if i have to just keep posting to to get the views you know keep posting the tutorials to get the views like even if, you know, I make this change and post for myself, even if it takes me, it slows down my progress to like an absolute halt. Like I will enjoy myself so much more and I will use this platform like to so much more potential within like myself as a creative if I just post like what inspires me. So yeah, share, share more of me, share more of my life and, um, not not like you know become like some daily vlogger where i share every single aspect of myself but like really just like put my vision into the world you right. know right right yeah man it's it's going to be it's going to be super powerful um not only that but it's your audience is going to become more of like an army because the people yeah. that are just kind of into the tutorial thing they'll leave but more people will come for Ryan Cow and Ryan Cow alone which is which is what you want anybody that's trying to build an audience these days and 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 do the whole social media influencer whatever you're trying to do um that is just way more powerful than than just views and that's why micro influencers are so big right now like any oh, if yeah. you talk to any big brand like they're kind of starting to I mean, obviously, big time influencers are important, but they're really going hard toward uh, targeting micro influencers because their their audiences are so fucking strong. Yeah, dude. Like they, you have these um, these these groups of people that are just like diehards. And like somebody asked me this, it might have been you. I don't. It was a while ago, but somebody asked me like, out of your X amount of subscribers. I think at the time when this question was asked, I think I had like maybe 40, 40,000 subscribers or something like that. Like how many of them will like just straight up, like you say, like I say, jump, you say how high, you know what I mean? Like how many of them will, will buy whatever you have to sell. will click whatever link you put in the description. Like, and I, I, I really was thinking on that and I was like, I don't know. Like, like I don't know if like, like, like 200 or something like that. And like, as much as that doesn't sound like a huge number, like, fuck dude, that's like horrible ratio. You have 40,000 and only 200 will do that. Like that's still 200 people that will straight up, like go buy that low pack. That'll go buy, you know, that merch that'll click that, that sponsored link or whatever. And so these, yeah, the, like you said, these micro influencers, as much as their, their, their numbers from a, a macro perspective might not be big. They have so many people that'll just straight up do whatever the fuck you tell them. And like the brands see that. And that's what 
matters to brands is like that actual conversion. You know what I mean? Like what, what's going to make the sales if we do this, this sponsored promotion with this influencer. That's exactly. The more, the more people trying to come into the space and try to get the views and stuff like that, the more you, you have to stay true to yourself and that's just going to separate you no matter how big your numbers are and, and whatnot. And I, I think, uh, I think you're, you're getting further and further down that road, man, which I'm loving to see. Like, as much as you, you know, you, you've kind of distanced yourself a little bit from the YouTube hustle and you've started really heavily pursuing your, you know, your businesses and your courses and stuff like that. Um, I, the, the change that you've made in your content over the last year or so, I think has ultimately shown, like, I just recently noticed that like, you're, you're starting to rack some subs. You, uh, you're, you're climbing pretty quick, man. That's, that's incredible. That's so sick to see. I'm so (laughs) glad because it seemed like and this is nothing against you. Like you're pretty stagnant around like the 10 to 15 K mark for like quite a while. And I was like, shit, man, like why, like what, why aren't you, why aren't you getting that? But it seems like as of the last couple months, um, what was it? It was your, your, uh, your DIY home office video. That right. Popped, that blew right? up. Yeah. Blew up. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know why though? Cause I literally didn't give a fuck anymore. I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, I, I don't care what happens with my YouTube channel. If it wants to grow, fine. If it doesn't, fine. And I think that mindset shift alone has just totally changed the way I, I create content. Um, and it, it also attracts, I think, a lot of people in, in a kind of a dope way. And obviously that, I mean, that office space like that video a lot of people were asking me about about the office like hey can you do a video and i kind of had a feeling that you know that's a pretty popular topic on youtube oh it's it's definitely searchable but i can tell by the way you structured it it was far less like i want to produce this perfect piece yeah Yeah, it was you like i I watched that video and I was like, damn, like, this is like, this is Zach. Like, this isn't you trying to put on some, some facade and create this ultra well-produced, you know, super high end, but like, you know, office tour. It was just like, I'm just going to fucking put this out there. Like the narration was great. It was super subtle and low key. I love the fact that you included like, you know, getting the furniture delivered and building all that stuff, which actually I was going to ask you about some of your furniture. Sure. Um, because yeah, I'm, I'm, about it. I'm, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I feel like you kind of have encountered like a kind of a paradigm shift with like what's working for you. And so you're just like, you don't give a fuck anymore and it shows, but in a good way, in a very good way. So I'm I'm so pumped, man. I think we're both onto something pretty cool here. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, a lot, a lot. Um, dude, I want to get into, and you can tell me if, uh, you don't want to answer this yet, but I do want to get into your switch from freelance to your corporate job or whatever you, I don't, honestly, I don't even call it a corporate job, even though I guess that's kind of the title, but I I don't, I don't, it just didn't look like corporate to me, but you stopped working for yourself essentially. When did that happen? What, what was the tipping point? The, the the transition uh, from getting away from freelance and YouTube happened uh, right at the it was like the middle of February. Um, I was approached with the idea uh, from one of my friends who was working at this uh, this marketing company um, to come work full time uh, on on salary to do video production um, and. 
that was like right at the point where I was like really kind of fed up with what was happening in my mind with my work. Um, you know, my YouTube, my, my freelance stuff. Like I was, I was so in that, that, um, negative, you know, perfectionist, like professionalism, the things that we talked about earlier, I was so caught up in that mindset that I was like, you know what, dude, like I'm, I'm ready to like separate from that for a little bit and just give myself some relief, like just give myself some room to breathe. And so my, my thinking was that if I can remove like my mind from like the creative process from start to finish and just become more of like a, just like a shooter and editor just for somebody that I I think I would be happier. And I was also at the point too, where I was like, you know what, I'm just ready to start, you know, just making some consistent income. And so, um, you know, they, they offered me a good salary. They're like, you know what, come down to, to Las Vegas and come work and, uh, you know, make, make the change. And I was like, I was just so at that tipping point that I was like, fuck it. Like I, I'm, you know, my, my original intention when accepting that job offer was that I was still going to post YouTube videos. I knew that I was going to have to scale back and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to post anywhere near as often, but my intention entirely was like, Oh yeah. You know, on the weekends or whatever, I'll still shoot. I'll still shoot some videos and still upload to YouTube. Yeah, of course. Um, Sounds great on paper, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, you know, make, make salary shooting full time. Also keep uploading videos. Like told, I was like, at the time I was like, Oh man, it's going to be perfect. Like this is the, the, the perfect next steps, you Best know, Best of both it'll, worlds. It'll look, look great on the resume. You know, I'll get that consistent paycheck. I won't have to worry about the finances anymore. Um, it'll just be all gravy moving forward. And so I made that transition. I made the move from Portland down to Las Vegas to work for uh, this marketing company. And so a um, little bit of um, uh, background to what this company is. So it's a, uh, it's a multi-level marketing company. I'm not sure if you're familiar with MLMs and network marketing and stuff. Um, it's a, one of the biggest CBD companies uh, in the entire CBD industry. And so they're an MLM CBD company, but they also have a variety of other health related projects or excuse me, products. Um, but it's this, it's this massive corporate company. And, uh, my, my good friend, his name's Christian Cardenas is, uh, at the time was the um, director of marketing there. And so I've known him for the, the last handful of years through freelance and through YouTube. And, uh, he loved what I was doing with my work. And he's like, you know, he, he, they, he was told that they need, they needed to hire a videographer. And so he immediately hit me up and offered me the job. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, I'm going to be, you know, my, my friend is basically going to be my boss. This is going to be great. You know, the work is going to be easy and straightforward. I'll do YouTube on the side again. Like I, I thought this was like the perfect next steps. And so I made the move, um, end of February is when, uh, I think it was like February 20th or something like that, that I'd moved down to Vegas. Um, and right off the bat, man, like I was so psyched. Like as soon as I saw that first paycheck come in, I was like, damn, this is what it's like. I've made it like, this is great. And so I kind of gave myself like a little bit of like a mental break, like right there, I got some relief and I was like, oh, this was awesome. Like, I'm so ready to like, just make this money, uh, you know, start creating, you know, more YouTube videos but that didn't work out that that didn't go as planned as ultimately um you know we're we're now six months later i'm I'm back to the youtube thing i'm coming back and you know i i talked i talked i gave a little i shed a little bit of light to you know the last six months uh in that uh that that video but um i 
as much as I did get some like room to breathe financially and room to breathe, like with the creative process, working for somebody full time, working for a corporate company, um, I still, for my own personal work, my YouTube stuff was, I was still like in this, this trap, like this, this mindset of not feeling like anything I was creating would be good enough. And so that, that first little couple week break that I took to just give myself some time to breathe ended up being a, a, a month. And then I was like really struggling to like get the YouTube content up and going. I didn't plan on taking much of a break at all or having, you know, any sort of gaps. Um, but you know, I, I, I actually put out a video, um, like a month after the break and it was titled how to, uh, or excuse me, the cinematic sequence challenge, which was actually a challenge I did in partnership with epidemic sound. I thought that if I partnered up with a company and sort of like forced, like created like an obligation for me to create a video, like a, a sponsor video, like a challenge that I would just do it. And it would start the process. Like it would just get the, you know, the cylinders firing again. Um, and if you watch that video, uh, you know, it was, it was a really cool challenge. I challenged my audience to, you know, create their best cinematic sequence. The kicker was that they had used a, a song from Ep Epidemic Sound, um, which is still a fantastic company. And I feel really bad that um, I actually, I just, I never followed through. Um, well, luckily they didn't pay me for the video because they were going to pay me once I finished the, the, the other half of the challenge, which was announcing the winners. So um, did you announce the winners or? I, no, I didn't. didn't That's, so I, I posted the challenge video and I just, I didn't follow through. I went, that was about six months ago and I just, I went, I went ghost. Um, and as, as time went on, like as soon as the deadline for the video like happened and passed and I still was like having a hard time creating, you know, that just started creating this like barrier being built in my head of like, I can't create this video because I have to do the, the response to the, the cinematic sequence challenge and, and I can't do that until I explain what, what I'm doing here in Las Vegas. And so like all of this storyline points like kept piling. Yeah, these little voices kept just like piling in my head and I got so, I, I literally was paralyzed with like my ability to create for myself. And you know, time starts going by, you know, a month goes by, two months goes by, three months goes by. I'm still working for this corporate company. I'm still making money. I'm still creating on basically a daily basis, but I couldn't for the life of me do it for myself. I, there, I think in that the, the, the time period that I've been down here in Las Vegas for, you know, about seven months, um, the videos that I've, I've done that have been on my own creation, I created like two, like 20 second little Instagram edits that I filmed like out when like the weather looked super moody. There's like this one video I created that I think is on my Instagram feed. Actually, I might've archived it either way. I, I've created like a tiny little 20. Uh, yeah. Again, I archived it. Like that says something too, dude. Like, yeah, I created this like 20 second little video with a bunch of sound design and a little soundtrack of these clouds. And I, I was like, I posted it for like a week. It didn't get a lot of views. And so like I, I archived it. And then I tried like one more time, like two weeks later to like create just a random little video that I was hoping would just spark something. It's same thing. Like nobody really gave a fuck about it. I didn't get any response. And I was like, ah, archived it too. And it was gone. I think they might be on Twitter still. So if you want to see those, maybe you can go find them on my Twitter. Um, but dude, yeah, I just, I froze. Like I literally froze in my steps of moving forward with myself and creating posting YouTube videos. Like at that point, like I just basically gave up and I was like, you know what? Like I'm about to just, just keep working for this corporate company, keep making the paycheck, basically turn what was a passion into a job. Right. Right. And 
that at that point when, once i like realized that i was completely stuck the the thing that i just said there of turning the passion into a job like once i i processed that in my head i was like shit this is a problem that's where i really began confronting myself and realizing that like i i gave up the the happiness i gave up like the the passion for this for the paycheck and it was never the intention from the get go but like just the the toxic mindset um just inevitably led me to spirals like so out of control to the point that you know i disappeared on on youtube for six months unintentionally um but when i came to that that sort of self-realization and when i confronted myself about about that um i started to realize that like i just need to open up to myself and be honest with like what excites me and what makes me happy and like i really that's when i basically started planning out this 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 video of how i can tell this story of what caused me to get into this mindset into the first place what caused me to freeze and so i started reflecting on all of my old content you know what the vlogging stuff that i talked about that i did for like a year and i was like dude shit like that was the most fun i ever had with photo and video was when i was just posting videos because i could you know what i mean and i i just sat there and i thought about this for months and months and months or not well actually it was like a uh, like two months um, in, in total. Um, but I, I finally realized that like I, I need to do this to my, I need to create this for myself. Like I need to put out this video and sort of confront myself. It's not, I, I get, like I said, I, I committed to the idea that it wasn't going to get views. I just, I needed to create this for myself as a reminder. Um, and once I started really like hammering that into my head and like began the pre-production process, that's when I realized that like I'm no longer happy just working for the paycheck and I need to get back to creating for myself and I really need to like rebuild this, like rekindle this passion for content creation. And so that's actually when I decided to step away from that job um, and commit to coming back to freelance and YouTube. And uh, here we are, man. It's crazy, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm now uh, in my last week of living in Las Vegas. I'm actually gonna be moving back to Portland um, I got an apartment in downtown Portland and that happens literally next Monday. Um, and that's that it's that in itself was basically the, the, like the force push, if you will, like the, okay, like you, you signed a 12 month lease, like it's time, like you have no excuses now, like now, like you have you rent, like you have a major like financial obligation. So like, let's get this shit together and like, just start creating. And I've, I've, comfortably come to the 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 agreement with myself that like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna have fun with it and i'm gonna make the best of it so that's that's the little the 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 story to the what happened over the last six months and in in short summary yeah i mean you literally are you have a ton of value because so many i i mean i don't know about you but me personally i get so many dms asking like oh i don't know if i should do the freelance thing or if i should get a just a you know a, a job as a videographer at a company like I, i'm not really sure what the what, what the move is and and you have experience doing both which is mm -hmm. not not a lot of people have that so i guess my question is were there i'm sure it was nice to get that paycheck because you knew exactly when that fucker was coming in right oh yeah man and um and then now you don't have a paycheck anymore now it's on you and you have mm -hmm. rent so yep. with that being said 
what would you say to somebody that is trying to figure out what to do, whether to go which route? You know, I think it's as much as I would love to just be able to say like, okay, like here's, here's the solution. Like, you know, plug in your, your ABC and whatever comes out of it is, is the answer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, like it, it doesn't work like that. It is so specific to the person in the situation. Kind of the things that we are talking about how, like when you're comparing yourself to others, like everybody is in such a different boat with like the external influences and stuff that are in their lives. You know, the support that you have from friends and family, do you have the education to back yourself? If you do want to try and pursue like working for, you know, X marketing company or getting into like a production team or something like that, you know, what experience do you have in the, in the industry? How far along into your, 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 personal brand journey are you i think there's there's so many variables that will ultimately kind of determine like what route is going to make the most sense for you but even beyond that i mean it, it truly comes down to what i think you feel internally like what is going to make you the most happy and the most satisfied and fulfilled as an artist moving forward in your career if you've made your the, the commitment to yourself as you know, a, a freelancer, as a, a a content creator, that this is what you want to do. This is what you want to pursue. There's no like, nah, maybe maybe this is cool, but in reality, I have a backup plan if this doesn't go through. If you've decided like this is what you're gonna do full time, you have to just trust how you feel about it. Like how how excited are you to create your next youtube video if it's not that exciting and you're really excited just to you know take on the freelance projects when they do come your way then maybe you need to consider really pushing hard for freelance like i i think people need to realize that if you're not happy with what you're doing it's going to become a job and if you're okay with it being a job then sure go wherever the money takes you you know what i mean right but in reality like if this is what you want to do because it's your passion you really have to pursue that that happiness, pursue that inspiration and see where that takes you. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know if this is really gonna be the right answer for everybody, but this is what I, I think I've come to realize in my you know three or four years of, of pursuing this, this career. Um, and I think I'm, as I'm continually implementing this advice to myself, I'm, I'm making more and more headway and opening new doors and making new connections. I'm, I'm con continually surprised when I look back, you know, every three months, every six months on like where I was at that moment. Um, and just moving forward, I'm like, damn, like as much as it seems like maybe I've wasted a bunch of time, like where I was a year ago, I, I fuck dude. I didn't think I'd be here. I didn't think I'd be doing, I don't think, I didn't think I'd be in Las Vegas, like working for this, this, uh, this marketing company full time. And let alone did I think I'd be moving back and getting an apartment in downtown Portland. Like it's just kept pushing me further and further along. The more I've trusted myself and just followed where my, my heart was with this. And so I think that's the best thing <laughs> you can do, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer when it comes to, working a quote-unquote corporate job i mean i don't i don't know if i like saying corporate just because it's still a creative <laughs> yeah a creative department i guess um yeah. but it's it's like you said it's really like how, how do you feel about it in your gut but i think i think the most important thing is if you do decide to go the freelance route and actually create a business for yourself you have to go all in because if you don't you're not going to see the progress that you really want to make and your mindset around it is going to be 
not where it needs to be to go full time and actually be successful at it. You got to put your back up against the wall and have that only direction be forward. And it sounds like you've done that with this apartment moving out and saying no paycheck. Yeah, it's uh, that's something I think a lot of people need to get comfortable with accepting. And I think a lot of this is going to play into age too. Um, I think if you're if you're under 21, if you're you're 18, 19, 20, maybe you're still living with your parents, like you do have like a little bit of a safety net with regards to kind of committing one direction or another. But as you start to get older and you start to take on, you know, those, those uh, responsibilities as an adult, whether that's, you know, you're paying more of your bills, you know, you're moving out, you're living on your own. Um, to a certain degree, if you want to pursue the freelance thing, if you want to commit even, you know, the other direction, if you want to commit to building a brand for yourself on YouTube or social media, you have to be ready to commit to it. You have to be ready to take that risk and dive into it. When you half-ass it and you you get to a point where you're like, eh, you know, maybe I'm going to bail on this, you'll never put in enough energy or enough time or enough effort to make it happen. You have to, like you said, put your back up against the wall and just move forward. Even if it starts sucking and even if it starts getting to a point where you're, you know, kind of thinking you're not going to make it, that's when you really dig deep and you make those those big big steps forward. And that's that's what I've found. Everybody's afraid. Everybody is I mean, I have fear, I have self-doubt, like it, it starts creeping in no matter how much money I make in a month or, you know, how many um you know, people sign up for my program or whatever. It's like, there's always going to be self-doubt, um, no matter what level you're at. And, um, and I think it's just, you have to, it's just part of the journey and learning how to cope with it and how to deal with it. And you get better at it over time. But I was just having a conversation with, um, one of my mentors, um, Catherine, she's, you know, a multi multi-millionaire at, and she's 26, about to turn 27. And she still has self-doubt, even though on the outside, it's like, wow, you got it fucking made right now. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you've bought, you've succeeded. You're good. I can right. like, what, what could you possibly stress about? Right. Exactly. But there's always going to be self-doubt. Is there, always. is there, uh, is there something that like scares you right now? Like that's kind of like in your, in your head about the future or YouTube or maybe just, you know, the, yeah, the unknown. The, just yeah the general unknown of the platform is always going to instill some amount of fear within all of us um and i'm speaking on youtube in particular because i think right now like my goal with you know moving back to portland you know signing this lease and like pursuing this full like full time is that i'm going to pursue youtube with with basically full-fledged effort um to you know get that like my my next big landmark is the 100k plaque like that is something i have 100 like just like ate and desired to achieve for like as long as i can fucking remember dude like ever since i made my first youtube video which was who i think i posted a my first youtube video in like 2008 or 2009 and this is a whole other topic in on its own. And I don't, I don't know when I'm fully going to reveal my story with YouTube because it's a lot more complex and a lot longer than people really know. Um, you know, you see my current YouTube channel, which has now been alive for yeah, uh, like three ish years. Um, and you might think that that's where, where I started on YouTube, but the, 
uh, in reality, like, yeah, my first. I know about your other channels. Yeah, I I showed you a little bit about that. Um, Yeah, the first stuff was posted in like you know basically over a decade ago, man. It's crazy. And uh, and so yeah, the the hundred k landmark was something that's just always been a dream of mine. And so I basically um, have committed to getting to that hundred k mark. I I realized actually like you know when I was going through the the mindset the the breakdown like two months ago with the job that like I was giving up something that I'd put so much time and effort into. Like I was letting so much time slip by. Like I was losing like this passion for this platform and my friends and family started voicing their concerns. They're like, dude, like, you know, it's great that you're making this paycheck here at this, this, this company, but like you're giving up your passion. Like we've seen you put so much time and effort and buildings this and like seen you have great success with it and like give it up. Like you're throwing it away. And I was like, like fuck like the fact that like my friends are like reaching out with genuine concern about like me me ditching this is like that's saying something <laughs> yeah it is and so yeah and, and so basically like i've decided like i'm gonna grind for that 100k with with full effort like no excuses and once if i get to that 100k mark if i get the plaque and i like am not like 100 percent as thrilled as i i hoped i would be um then you know freelance it still is exciting to me. And so, you know, I'll just, I'll make the bills happen with, with freelance. Um, and so I think for a little bit of time, like freelance will still need to be a part of like my, my career and the work that I do because YouTube right now is, is not making me enough to cover all of my expenses. Um, but you know, I think if I do start really putting in the effort, um, and really start grinding, no excuses, um, it, it will, it'll, it'll make me enough money. So that's the goal is to have, you know, get that, get that YouTube landmark and hopefully, you know, keep going beyond that, not just stop at a hundred K, um, but at least get to that hundred K, um, assess, you know, see what worked, what didn't work and, and, um, you know, keep moving forward. But content creation is for sure the thing that I'm, I'm committing to, uh, as my career path. All in YouTube. That's bold, man. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, it's, it's going to be really exciting to watch and just kind of see what happens and who you're going to kind of mold into over this next year and just kind of see where it's going to be crazy, dude. I'm beyond excited. Yeah. It's going to change your yeah, life. I, I think, uh, this, this last, this six month break, as much as it kind of was pretty tough and kind of negative in a lot of ways was like such a pivotal moment for me in not just like my YouTube career, but just in my life and my outlook on my career. Um, and so it was, it was needed in a lot of ways. Like as much as it sucked, it like, I think it, it was a, a step that kind of maybe in a lot of ways took me like maybe a step back, but it's that step back for the, the many steps forward. If, if that makes sense. So it was just another chapter that needed to be completed to move on to what you really yeah. want to do. Yeah. Time to, time to turn the page, man. Yeah, it really is. You know, what's crazy. I, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but, um, it's just something that you said about the getting that hundred K plaque. Um, mm-hmm. and I know we were talking about how the journey is so important. What's crazy is like, and you could totally disagree. Um, like when you get the plaque, when you accomplish that goal, when you do what you really wanted to do, 
like throughout life, you know, you have a bunch of goals and stuff like that thrill that you accomplished it. It really only lasts a very short period of time on the whole entire scale of trying to get this fucking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's, it's funny because there's, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, some of my friends in around in the same sort of niche as me, uh, achieve that landmark. And they say the exact same thing. It's like, dude, like I worked so hard for this and I got it. And like, I was pumped on it for like two days. And then it was like right back where they were, like right back into the boat of like, just keep grinding, moving forward. And honestly, like as much as that sounds kind of shitty, you're like, damn, like you, you'd think like that would be such more of like a celebratory thing, which, you know, I think it, it can be like, that's, that's not the, that's not the end goal. Like that's just a, a, a monument to like realize that you have made it this far and now it's time to go further. Yeah, that's it. It's the journey. That's that's exactly. I, I'm, it's, that's not the end goal. But for every, for all of you listening, you know the hundred K <laughs> plaque is not the end goal. It's just it's the it's something I've I've dreamed about for a long time, and so I want to get to that point to validate to myself that the effort is making a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, we I don't think anybody was thinking that listening to this right now. You don't need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> all right, well, dude, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We've been going. How long have we been going? Like an hour, hour and a half? Hour and a half. It's crazy. Ish. Crazy. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of questions I like to ask at the end, if that's cool with you. I don't know. I, I keep playing it back and forth. Like, eh, do I want to ask the same question? I just, I like these questions so much that I'm just going to keep going with it. So, Well, I mean, you you are taking my, my podcast virginity, and so I kind of want the oh, full experience. Oh, no way. Man. This is your first one? Did we talk about that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't mention that in the beginning. I think Dude. I mentioned it to you over the phone, but maybe it was just a detail that kind of slipped over maybe. you. But yeah, I mean, this is this is my first podcast. Wow, dude, you're you're fucking killing it, bro. This is like this. Thank is, you. I, I know I say I say this with a lot of them, um, but it, this was like such a heater. It, it was a ple- I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't have like a ton of expectations, not in a bad way. I just don't like to have yeah, a lot yeah. of expectations, but. I was pleasantly surprised at the vulnerability you had and just kind of the message throughout this podcast that we've had. So this has been, this is going to be, this is going to knock, this is going to be a home run. This is going to be crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, there's a lot of this stuff is stuff I've wanted to to share for a long time and it's, it's difficult to find platforms and, and mediums to share this kind of information. So, um, yeah, no, I've had tons of people ask me about podcasts and wondering like why I haven't done them. I haven't, that's the thing is I haven't really been invited to many of them. Like I, I, as much as I, I haven't done them, it's because nobody's really asked me to. And so I was, I was very honored that you asked me to be a part of this because I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're, you're building with your brand. And so like, I was like, fuck it, dude. Like this is a perfect, a perfect time to, to at least, you know, break the ice. Um, especially considering you and I have known each other for a little while. We've done some really great projects in the past. And I think we all have a lot of exciting ideas and ambitions to continue to work together moving forward. So here we are. Yeah, dude. First, first podcast, man. Anybody, anybody listening to this right now, you guys ask Brian to be on your podcast. Let's, uh, you need a, you need a, <laughs> you need to create a, uh, a podcast tour. You just need to go around and, and hit them all. Um, so hopefully I'm down for it, yeah. man. I, this has been such a cool experience too. It feels really, really good and very fulfilling to, to finally kind of talk about some of these things and get a little, little vulnerable and kind of share some of those deep, deep internal feelings. Totally so. dude. That's why pop do podcasts are the shit because I felt restricted 
with my YouTube channel because it was like, you know, not that I didn't want to share these things, but it's, you know, it had to maintain the storyline and, you know, like Mm -hmm. it had to be a certain time limit and like all these different things. And I wanted a platform that I could just press record and go off and then press end record and then upload, (laughs) you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's super raw. It's super honest. It's fun. Um, it's a it's a very emerging uh, medium for sure. Yeah, uh, you might need to start you know, one. I, podcasts have been around for forever now, but it's I feel like it's been the last like probably like two or three years that they've really started to like make names for people and like really shed some light on on industries as a whole. Yeah, and it's just the beginning. Even though it's kind of like a trend right now, I feel like a lot of people are starting podcasts. It's it's still just beginning. Yeah. Beginning, especially in our space, there's not a lot of guys doing doing podcasts because we are visual people. We think, oh, we got to create the visuals, you know? Who cares about audio? Um, well, obviously sound design, but you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, there's a hold back there because it's like, oh, I'm kind of eliminating half of what I'm good at. So, like, how am I really going to succeed with right, this? Right, exactly. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay, back to the, the last two questions. Um, yes. I am curious, and, you know, we, we, we talked about uh, a lot of the, maybe some of these things, and you might repeat yourself a little bit, but that's, that's totally cool. I want to know yeah. what your perfect day is if money was no object from waking up to going to bed and what would be in that day, your perfect day, money was no object, no comparison, no nothing. What would you spend your time doing from start to finish? So that's interesting. Cause I, I just, it wasn't the, the, the exact topic wasn't the same, but somebody was talking to me about, uh, like one of my friends asked me like how my day was. And, uh, I, I talked, through some of the things that happened and it, and it kind of in my mind was like, Oh damn, like this is a really good day. So, um, <laughs> start to finish. Like I, me personally, I have, a, <laughs> as you know, a very difficult time with my sleep schedule. Yeah. And so yes. a perfect day for me actually starts from the night before when I go to sleep early and, uh, I wake up at a good time. Um, if I, if I wake up before 9am naturally, like without an alarm and I just, I'm, I'm up and awake that's like already we're off on such a good start. So that's, that's very exciting for me. Um, and I think a lot of people will probably hear that and be like, dude, what the fuck? Just get your sleep schedule in check. Like that's like a normal human thing. But for me, for me personally, that's very big. And, uh, so I love it when that happens. And my next, the next thing is when I go to check my phone and I see, see some, some fun things pop up. So if I get like emails from some brands or if I get some DMS from some interesting people, or if I, I posted a, an Instagram photo the, the night before or something like that. And I see that it's doing well, just those quick little like prompters to just kind of get up and get in that, that creative working mindset. Um, love that. Um, I'm a, I'm a big shower guy. So I love taking showers in the morning, kind of waking up hot water, get, you know, get kind of stretched out. Um, I also love cooking, so I love cooking a good, a good, a classic, you know, dad breakfast scrambled egg, go. some sausage, some maybe some bacon, I didn't know some that. toast. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, I uh, it's something I've been getting into quite a bit more uh, since I moved down here to Vegas because um, 
uh, if many of you don't know, and I, you probably don't know this, but this is actually my first time living on my own. I do have a roommate, but this is my first time living out of my, my parents' house. And so it's forced me in a lot of ways to, to learn a lot of like adult responsibilities with, you know, regards to budgeting and, you know, shopping and cooking for yourself and, you know, basic cleaning and hygiene, whatever. Um, so I love cooking. And so I cook a, cook a good breakfast up. And then, um, I like, giving myself some time in the morning to not just go immediately into work, but to just kind of get awake and kind of get excited about the day. Um, so if there's like a friend that I haven't talked to in a little while, I like talking to people and just kind of being social. And also down here in Vegas, like I don't have a ton of friends. Like I have my roommate who I'm super close with, but he's usually busy doing stuff in the morning. So, um, I have my buddy that the same guy that actually helped me kind of write and produce the, uh, the perfectionism film. His name's Chase. Um, him and I are, uh, very, very um interconnected with our projects we help each other out with a ton of like you know cool ideas and we kind of use each other to just sort of like just vet through you know ideas and inspirations and things we're interested in he also does some like photo video stuff he's about to start his own youtube channel up so shout out to him um you'll probably see some some content from him uh on my channel here pretty soon um but uh yeah usually i'll talk to him like a little bit in the morning kind of just get those like creative juices flowing maybe i'll go get some coffee um sorry I, is this like super long no, no, do people good, usually dude. wrap this no this is your time man this is your time this is your time <laughs> yeah, was, to shine I, baby I, I hope i didn't i'm not like going like, way more no, into detail no, no. than people keep, do. It, Anyways, keep it going and once i get back usually by this time it's like 10 30 11 or so um that's when i sit down and start like if those if i got some emails in the morning i'll start replying to some emails um if i have some editing to start doing you know i'll kind of start taken away at that um but yeah usually my my work time takes up from about 10 11 till about six or seven in the evening you know break in there to eat some food and stuff but i'm usually on the computer for the majority of the day um and then huge huge thing for me uh is fitness i love 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 being in the gym um Obviously, it has great benefits towards, you know, your physical attributes and your health and stuff. But for me, I deal with pretty bad anxiety on a regular basis, um, just generalized anxiety. It's nothing too severe, but it's it's frequent. Um, and the gym and, you know, kind of isolating myself, throwing on some headphones, listening to some music, helps. getting in the zone and just working out, um, pushing myself hard, it massively helps. It also helps me to kind of wind down for the evening, kind of get that energy out because, you know, being kind of, uh, uh, I don't Anxious. know. I'm going to sound weird for not knowing how to pronounce this, but sedentary. sedentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sedentary of just being, yeah, just staying in one plate, like working on a desk, like that's sedentary activity. Um, I've, I've always seen that word and I'm always like struggling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to say like sedentary, Um, but it's yeah. Sedentary. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, because I'm not crazy active throughout the daytime, um, getting into the gym and burning off some of that energy not only helps my anxiety, but it helps me, you know, usually get tired and get to sleep earlier. So get that workout in, um, and then usually I'll come back and unwind. I'll, I'll also so talk to, to talk to more people throughout the evening, hang out, um, um, play some video games. Maybe I do play some PC games here and there. Um, yeah, play, play some stuff on and off. And that's usually also the time I like to like watch YouTube videos and um, just kind of be social with people. That's honestly probably a habit I need to get a little bit away from because I think when you're engaging your mind too much in the evening, it, it, it doesn't help toward getting yourself sleepy and producing those, uh, those sleep hormones, melatonin and stuff like that. So maybe I need to kind of shift some things around there. But generally speaking, 
you know, wrap up the evening, 10, 11, usually midnight is about when I try and start heading for bed. And that's a pretty good day for me. And so the, that work period that I discussed, that's like between like 10 and 11 to like six or seven in the evening. Sometimes that's editing. Sometimes that's emails. Sometimes that's shooting. Um, but just general work. Um, but that's, that's kind of what the day looks like, man. That's like, that's a good day for me. Is that your, that's your perfect day wrapped up Uh, from start to finish? Because that's start to finish. Like, I just think that's the, that's the kind of stuff that I do that I think makes me the most happy. It makes me feel like I'm moving forward and progressing and being productive with myself. Um, yeah, I mean, some people could say the perfect day is like, you know, getting out and traveling and going and shooting some epic project in a different state or a different country. But in reality, it's like, you know, those are the, the one-off projects that happen every once in a while that are exciting. But like from a daily progression standpoint from, you know, multiple aspects of my life, like that's, that's a good day. Yeah. I love it. I think that's, I think that's beautifully said as beautifully you. And that's, that's most important. I, the reason I ask it is because I ask it to myself all the time. And then if I'm like, wait a sec, like if that's my perfect day and I'm doing something right now, that's not a part of my perfect day. Like, why am I doing it and it just like i start to yeah, ask these yeah. questions and and i can start getting rid of things and start adding things into my life to make me happier so i think it's a powerful question for sure um and then last one before we wrap it up is who should i have on this podcast Ooh, ooh, um <laughs> stumped you man there's there's like a ton of good people and it's interesting too because this weekend at camera camp, like I met a lot of really great people too, a lot of like very interesting characters. And so I'm trying to like kind of think and process. Who would you want to know more about? Who would be, hmm. It's weird, man. It's, it's a, well, then again, I mean, like we know so many people because of social media, like because of like that ability to interconnect with, with people who are so far away from you. Um, and I, I think, yeah, there's this weird thing going around where a lot of people think social media is super toxic and we need to get away from it. But then again, it is also like incredibly powerful in so many ways. Like, yeah, you know, you see the negative stuff on social media, you see the the stuff that's toxic for your mind or whatever, but like the ability to just build networks like with Instagram and Twitter, um, I, I could never get rid of social media for that reason. So this is, uh, yeah, I think, okay. Um, so somebody actually met this weekend at camera Ooh. camp. Um, I'm, you, I'm hoping you're familiar with him, but his name's Josh. Yo, his channel is make art. Oh now. yeah, dude. I know that channel. Yeah. Um, he is he's a, beast. a rad yeah, dude. Yeah. He's a beast. He's extremely talented. Um, he and I connected over the weekend. We talked about some really great things. We have some interesting ideas and some plans and some projects to do moving forward in the future. We want to work together on some stuff. He actually lives in Venice, so he's fairly close to you. Um, but uh, yeah, that guy has some some really cool insights. I think he has a certain understanding for the platform that a lot of people don't. Um, he hasn't been on it for too long, but I think he's just, he skipped like a lot of the, the weird mindset things that I think we've gone through. And so like, he's, I think he just, he's, I don't want to say he's got it down because I think we're all always still learning. He's, 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 he's very smart about it. Very focused. Um, and I think, I think he would have a lot to reveal about YouTube as a platform, um, about the whole content creation thing. He's, uh, 
he's done some interesting things in his career. Um, he's got some, some cool past works. And so I think he'd be a really, really cool guy to bring on here. I think he'd, he'd share some very wise Sick, insights. Dude. So Josh, if you're listening to this man, I hope you are. <laughs> Um, you're going to be on Zach's podcast soon. Man. <laughs> I don't know if he's done any podcasts Perfect. either. I think he might be, well, a, he may be a podcast version we'll, uh, like myself. We'll make it in person. I'll reach out to him, see if he wants to bang it out and go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Sick, dude. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on. It's, <laughs> we've been recording for about two hours. I don't know how long the episode's going to be. We might, they might just cut out the pauses and, <laughs> and make it an hour, 45 minutes or, or whatever it ends up being. But what's the longest podcast you've done? Uh, it was the one with uh, Logan Armstrong. That was an hour and a half. So yeah. Sheesh. Okay. So this we is slowly it. becoming the Joe Rogan experience <laughs> where we're doing yeah, three we're hour that, that, podcast episodes. That, that JRE stamina. Seriously. It's crazy. Dude. <laughs> like it, it goes so fast. You know, you know, I still had like, like five other questions or more I could have asked you and we could have kept it going for another freaking hour. Um, it's oh, insane how, yeah, you can just literally keep going all day long. It's 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 madness. But I I really yeah. appreciate you coming on and and really opening up about some of these experiences that you've had recently. And um, because of that, this episode alone is going to help a shit ton of people. And uh, I'm just I'm super amped to get this out there. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited to watch your growth. Well, thank you, man. Once again, I'm, I'm extremely honored to have got this opportunity. Um, I, I think we did dive into some things that I've wanted to talk about for a while. And I, I really do hope that whoever's listening was able to take away something from this. Um, I think I've got some really cool things I want to share moving forward. And I think this even kind of further solidifies the ideas that I've been having with making that change and pushing a new direction with the stuff I want to share with the world. Um, and so I'm, uh, I'm very thankful and glad that uh, glad we got to share this, man. And I'm I'm hoping you know whoever's listening, you know, feels the same that they're excited to see some cool stuff happen. And I think uh, I think a lot of people um, w- want to make that that sort of shift with content. I think a lot of people are in the same boat of kind of like needing to to do more for themselves. Um, and I'm hoping that you know whatever was talked about today can maybe help you know instill some of those those ideas and inspiration. Absolutely, yeah. Um, also one last question, uh, where can people yeah. find you YouTube channel, Instagram? Yeah, man, you can find me on YouTube. My name is Ryan cow. Again, if you happen to forget my last name is pronounced like the animal. However, it's spelled K A O, um, kind of an interesting name there. It's funny when people ask me like, uh, in a video, yeah, like what's your YouTube channel? They want like, you know, shout yourself out. I'm like, yeah, Ryan cow. But then people go search Ryan c-o-w and they can't find me and i'm so it's it's kind of kind of sucks i wish i i had like a little bit more of a searchable alias if you will um but yeah you can find me on youtube ryan cow again k-a-o you can also find me on instagram you know twitter i'm on all the platforms and so come find me come start a conversation slide in the dms i love talking and conversing with people um let's make it happen hell yeah ryan cow everybody thanks for being here man peace